Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. How are you? You know, when you're recording a podcast, it's hard to imagine people listening. So I like want to say, if you're doing really great, raise your hand you know, type thing. I don't know why I think that's kind of funny. It's not, but I hope you're great. Welcome. If you're here for the first time, welcome back. If you aren't, I am Emily Sanchez. I'm a divorce coach, life coach that focuses on people going through or after a divorce, but hopefully my podcast can be applicable to anybody and especially this episode. So if you haven't listened to my previous episode, it's totally okay if you want to start here, but then I recommend going back and listening to it. So the previous podcast is all about my action model. So what's a model? You know, people have a business model. Basically, it's just a from point A to point B, how do you get to C type deal. So it's my action model, and it consists of why do we do the things we do? That's how it starts, and I call it a pain versus pleasure index, and that's what today's topic is on. Back to the model. So from that pain-pleasure index, the whys, it goes into the what's. What are we doing? What are our habits or our practice? So, and then our practice is what makes us become the product or the person that we want to become. And you can start anywhere on this model, as I talked all about in the previous podcast. So go listen back to it so you can understand a little bit about what I'm saying here. But I wanted to make it simple, have all P's, hopefully, so that that can spur your memory. So pleasure versus pain to the practice that we engage in to the person that we become. So today's topic, pleasure versus pain. I was thinking how this all came about. You know, I'm excited to talk about it because it's something that I really have been thinking about for, and I'm not even kidding, 20 years. 20 years. Like, why do I do the things I do? Why do I want to become this type of person? Why do I work hard at this and I don't work hard at that? And it really dates back to those Greek philosophers that were standing around in their toga robes. At least that's what I think of. You know, their white robes and they're all, you know, out front of the Colosseum or wherever. The Aristotles and the Socrates, the Plato's of the time, but there really was this guy named Epicurus, and he was known as that Greek philosopher who kind of started out with this pleasure versus pain idea. And when we're talking about pleasure, it's all good things, okay? All the great emotions, the joy, the euphoria, the ecstasy, the peace, the positive types of outcomes that we want to see, kind of our forward-moving emotions. And he kind of came to a realization, he went a step further, to make that pleasure and pain not just 
the reasons why we do things. But he said that it creates all reason. So he would say that pleasure is good, pain is bad. Now, I don't want to go into that <laughs> more because I don't actually agree with it. But on a motivational standpoint, that is where I agree. And it's called motivational hedonism. So hedonism is basically the contestment that we do all things based upon the pleasure that it will give us, or we don't do things based on the pain that it will give us. So the problem, or you can look at it as an advantage to this, is that there's these little neurotransmitters in our brains, okay, that when we have kind of satiated ourselves, say we're hungry and we fulfill that need and we satiate it, we get the food for it, it sends a signal to our brain that that is pleasurable, that we have satisfied that need. So there's this interesting physiological thing that happens. The blood in this case rushes to our stomach but sends signals to our brain telling our brain we've done it it gives us this nice reward. And so we equate pleasure or those joyful, you know, wonderful emotions to rewards. And then what happens on the flip side? We equate pain to punishment. That this is punishing you if you feel pain. That this is something you want to run away from. So this is very evolutionary, this type of this way of thinking, right? It goes to our base, base level as a human being, as this physical being on earth, this natural man, this, you know, it's going to that natural man or that carnal state where it actually generates that response that pleasure is good and pain is bad. But I think we can use this to our advantage. You know, initially, it makes me think of, you know, overeating um, addictions type of topic. You know, the things that really do release those chemicals in the brain, the dopamine and all those type of things that say, this is good. Yes, this is pleasure. However, if we pay attention long enough, we feel the pain of it in it, don't we? We feel that it's not good. And it doesn't feel good if we're truly honest with ourselves. And I'll get back to that in just a second. So, going on this base level of satisfaction, going to your most physical, natural state, I want to pose to you that pleasure and pain index. All right, so let me give you an example. Let's say getting out of bed. Okay, we're going to go with something super simple at the base, base level of human existence. So, alarm clock rings, it's 6.30. What is your level from 1 to 10 of pleasure in getting up at that moment on a base level? Well, if you're anything like me, it would probably be at like a 2. All right, I don't want to get up. I'm tired. I'm going to think of all the carnal, natural, physical type things that are going to <laughs> make me want to stay in bed. 
the pleasure of getting out is not great. And then let's look at the pain side of it. Let's rate it from one to 10. Well, 10, right? It almost seems painful to get out of bed when I'm at that base level. So let's give, it, give you another example. Exercising, okay? Again, we're base level here. And when I say base level, there's no vision, there's no thoughts of what could be in the future or what something could look at. We're not taking anyone else into consideration. We're just thinking about ourselves on that natural carnal type level. So exercising, what are you thinking? You're thinking, ah, that might hurt. So your pain level might be really high. The pleasure of it, ah, I might, you know, enjoy talking to friends if I go to a class, you know, or whatever. You can see that those reasons are not going to be very high when you're at that base level. And this is the argument that people who oppose motivational hedonism will tell you. They will say, well, everything's about instant gratification. If you truly believe that everything you do is based off of pleasure and pain, then you have no control. You know, there's no consequence. You're just going to do whatever you desire, whatever your pleasure reflexes are, and you're going to avoid whatever gives you pain. You know, that's what the opposition will tell you, but it's not like this at all. And the reason is because we are spiritual beings, right? Not only do we have a body, but we have a spirit. And we know that through Christ, we can do all things. Through the Holy Ghost and the Spirit, we can have the power in our lives to accomplish so many things. It's amazing when we let the Spirit take over. Our own spirits, they are heaven-like. They are God-like. And especially when we let, you know, kind of God take over in a sense, it's amazing to see what can be done. So let's get back to that scale. Let's get back to the pleasure and pain index. All right. But now we are going to take in our convictions, our values, our duties, our responsibilities, all those things we're going to take into consideration now. And this is when it's fun to have a coach coach you through this. So, because I can see things you cannot see sometimes. And many, many coaches are the same. Our reasons. Let's get back to that simple getting out of bed example. All right. Now I just do super simple examples so that you can gauge whatever you want to work on in your own life. So going back to getting out of bed, what are your reasons? for getting out of bed. Are your reasons good enough? Not at the base level. No way. Is your vision big picture enough? Is it compelling enough? So if you really want to achieve something and then make it automatic, you've got to get to your spiritual side of things and your creative side of things and coming up with reasons. So I want you to list 10 I'll just list a few of them. So on the pleasure index, getting out of bed. Well, for me, it would be seeing my children's faces. What experience am I going to have today? What exciting thing is going to happen today? 
I want to feel the sun on my face. I want to go see my friend. I want to feel alive. I want to accomplish this A, B, or C. I want to go exercise. I want to, you know, I'm listing so many things that now my pleasure index is at a 10. And the pain kind of goes away. Yes, it's still there. I like the warm blanket. But the more we get on the pleasure scale and can outweigh the pain, the more likely you will actualize your goals. Now, right now, it's January. I'm recording this on January 22nd. Most people, I think statistically, it's like 70% have already dropped off of the resolution scale. Why? Because they are not resolute enough. The reasons for doing it are not strong enough. So let's go to a different example. Let's go to a co-parenting conversation. Let's think of that at the base level first. Okay, it triggers me. It causes me fear. I'm looking at all the, the pain here. That gives me pain. I want to avoid it. Okay, well, let's base level. We're not going spiritual yet. Let's look at all of the positives. Oh, well, I would like smoother transitions with my kids. I would like just a basic ease in conversation. I would like it to eventually have less fear involved in the conversation. I need this to be smoother. You know, those type of things at a base level. Now, what, what if you go spiritual level on this? So you need to have better co-parenting communication. Think about your children's lives. All right, now the reasons are starting to expand. You can get creative. The better relationship I have with, you know, their parent, the better relationship I actually can have with my child. The more self-confidence they can have. What if this could potentially change their lives, their whole rest of their lives? What if they can see the relationship that we have and realize and learn that in life in general, they can mend relationships even if they didn't work out? You know, what if this gives your kids a whole new outlook just by these simple conversations that seem fearful now? Now you're taking away the fear and the pain and you're adding and adding to the pleasure side so that it will more, you know, much more likely happen. And if these things are necessary out of duty, you know what? That's pleasure too. You have a responsibility. You have people depending on you. That's on the pleasure side, believe it or not, to have those type of responsibilities. So it's going to be done anyways. But if you can get the reasons compelling enough to make it a bright and happy experience, then you won't be dreading it. Then life looks a lot better that way, doesn't it? Now, what about exercise? Same type of thing on a base level. We already did that. On a spiritual level, how are you going to feel about yourself? You know, and a lot of this indexing and evaluation, you know, on the scale of one to 10 has to do with how we think we will feel in the future. But the awesome thing about that is we can say, well, I think that I'll just feel for exercise, for example, I'll feel stronger. I'll be able to face my fears. I'll be able to meet demands. I will be able just to be on top of my game. If you feel like you're going to feel like that in the future, I can tell you once you start doing it and start seeing the reasons why those reasons, you will feel it from the first day. You will embody it. You will feel it. You will 
you know, so you could practice feeling it now. You don't have to wait till the end result. That's what's so beautiful about it. And so do you see where I'm going here, people? Now, you know, another example of relationship. I want to have the best relationship I can with my spouse. I want it to be passionate. Well, why don't you do it? You know, you put in all those, you know, pain avoidance. I'm lazy. I'm tired. I'm, <laughs> I'm this. I'm that. But when you take it to a spiritual level and you can really sit down and and think about all those reasons, you know, my kids are going to see our relationship. I'm going to be more excited. I'm going to be more thrilled when I see him. I want that connectivity and that closeness. When we're one, everything else is going to line up. You know, you list those amazing reasons. And it makes it so compelling that you have to do it. There's no more shoulds. It becomes a must. And do you know what else tips the skills? What it'll cost you if you don't do it. Okay, so the pain of it. If you don't, whatever goal, whatever you have in mind that you want to do, what if you don't do it? That's a whole different type of pain skill, isn't it? And that can drive you to do it. So I've heard Jim Rowan say this, discipline weighs ounces, regret weighs tons. Very, very, very interesting. So let's get these lists up, you guys. They are more important than the next step, your habits, your practice, your action steps. I'm telling you, they are more important. Some people even equate all of these reasons and incorporate them into a symbol. So if you have the example of co-parenting communication, you know, and being as patient as you can with your ex and, you know, that whole type of deal, if you have your reasons listed out, 10 reasons that will create, you know, the most pleasure that you can, you know, and I, and I went through and listed a few of them and you wrap it up into like a symbol. You know, some people are artists. They'll draw it out. They'll put it by their bed. Then you have the reasons. It's not just a list one through 10. Does this make sense to you? Then you can just see it and know it and you can kind of embody it. And that's why the action steps, the action steps, we know what to do. You know, if it was the exercise example, you know what to do. That's the easy part. You're just going to, you know, whatever. There's a billion ways to lose weight and you're going to incorporate one of those things. You're going to exercise whatever 30 minutes a day. You're going to go on this diet. Like those type of A, B, C, D things are easy to remember because you know you just have to do them. But this is a little bit harder. The reason why, the why is, is the movement. The why will get you through the hard times. And another thing people do that I have seen is they would incorporate all these reasons into like a symbol, like jewelry. Maybe they have a ring that they just love so much and it can remind them of all those reasons why they're doing something all the reasons, something you wear, something you see, something you can just post and look at. All right. Now, you know, the interesting thing is that sometimes if we slip back into our baseness, you know, our natural man, it can actually help us realize that it actually doesn't give us pleasure. Let me give you an example. I'm going to admit something to you guys. <laughs> I did this actually today 
And now I'm glad I did it because not only is it a, a subject inside this podcast, but it taught me of what I don't want to do. So this morning I woke up, dragged myself out of bed, and I just said to my husband, I'm like, I am so tired. I don't have the usual voice in my head telling me to get up, go exercise, get all these things done, work on this, work on that. I had nothing, you guys. Like, it was one of those days we all we all get them, where the natural man was screaming at me to ignore everything I had to do on my plate and go to bed. And I decided to succumb to it. So I did. And guess what happened? I, <laughs> I instead of going to the gym... I seriously put my baby to bed for a nap. I put my four-year-old in front of the TV and I tried to sleep. And guess what? I couldn't. I think I slept for like 10 minutes. And then I was trying to sleep. I was trying to stay in bed. Because I'm like, I've got 20 more minutes before I have to be up. Everybody was doing great. But guess what? I started to feel terrible. I started to feel worthless. And of course, you guys, I know that I'm not. But it was really good. It showed me. And then I got totally behind on everything that I wanted to do. And my body just didn't feel, I just didn't feel like a fighter. I didn't feel like I could conquer my day. My habits are so ingrained in me now because I've been doing them for so long that they're part of my psyche. And next podcast I'll go into that the power that comes from your habits but I thought it was really great as an example to show me that it actually doesn't feel good to succumb to that immediate gratification I was thinking I was avoiding pain but guess what I missed out on all of the pleasure you know what I hear a lot of you guys I hear it's just too hard. I can't do it anymore. I just want to quit. I can't stay afloat anymore. There's too much weight on my shoulders. I can't take care of all these kids by myself, be a mom and a dad, have a job and take care of the kids and do the school and clean. And I, I hear this. This is what I hear from single parents constantly I hear it from you know we hear it from parents that have a partner sometimes life is hard but do you know what I say to the single parents when they say this I say so stop stop doing it stop doing it all see what happens see how it feels imagine someone else taking your kids imagine someone else taking your job Someone else cleaning. Stay in bed. Don't do it. See what happens. I'll tell you right now, you would feel terrible. It would be terrible. And could be a wake-up call. But it's also super hard when we're describing it like it's a weight on our shoulders. It's super hard because your reasons are not causing pleasure. Your reasons just are not good enough. Your reasons are just to stay afloat. Your reasons are just to survive. Your reasons are just to get through. They're causing you pain and punishment. You're punishing yourself. 
You're not seeing the reasons as opportunity and growth. So please, one thing that I would tell you to do, when you sit down, think about what you want to do. Think about what you are doing and what's not working. And think about it at the base level first. Okay, what's super hard, you know, the pain of it. Now, get into this peak state. Don't have the TV on. Let's get into a state where your emotions are good, you're feeling solid, where you could truly evaluate. Get a piece of paper out. Write down 10 reasons why you want to do something or why you want to stop doing something. You know, maybe you need to stop smoking or stop the negative talk or stop having fear about leaving an abusive situation, whatever it is. But be in that peak mental state where you can look at all the reasons. And another thing will help is when you ask good questions yourself, you will get good answers. Come up with a list. Top 10 reasons to do something. Top 10 reasons to continue doing something that seems hard. Then you could do your other list of what happens if you don't do this. You know, you could lose your kids. You could lose your job. You could, you know where you have to keep going. Turn it into a symbol that you wear or something you can see. And I'm telling you, this is a game changer. So what's it going to be? What's it going to be for you? What do you want? Are you in a job that's paying the bills, but you're not loving it, but you've just been kind of scared to pursue something you love? Are you just wanting to be okay with being a mom right now? But there's all this pressure around you telling you, you're just a mom? You know, shouldn't you do all these other things? Be okay with it if that's what you really, really want. List out the reasons. Are you an amazing singer that you want to do more with that? You want to record something? What are you? What do you want? What do you want to become? And why? List the reasons, you guys. It's so, so simple. And you know, on the other side, of, what, are you, what are you sick of? Are you just sick of something? So many people that I see with transformations get sick of it. You know, and then they're like, okay, I got so sick of the depression and the weight that I just finally hit this threshold. Let's do it before you hit the threshold. And let's get popping out those reasons why. All right, I know you can do this. Once you get the reasons, I'm telling you, those are so much more important knowing and realizing them than even the action steps. So that's your homework. I hope you do it. I really, really hope you do it. Let me know how it goes. Tell me what gives you pleasure in it or tell me what kind of hiccups you're having. Email me, coachemilysanchez at gmail.com. I want to hear from you, you guys. All right. Well, that's it for today. Make the rest of your day awesome. Get going with the things that you want to do in your life. Make it what you want. All right? Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.